Wow, this is controversial and I is love it. it. Is yes, it? it is. Right, tell me why. I want to hear everything. Hello and welcome to Who Gives a Flux, a Doctor Who podcast. My name is Mike and here is part two of my conversation with Greg, who has had the very difficult task to choose an honourable mention story, a dud episode and a stud episode per new Who Doctor. In part one, Greg chose episodes for the ninth and 10th Doctors, and if you have listened to that already, you probably should. It's very good. And in part two, we move on to the 11th, 12th, and 13th Doctor. And I start by asking Greg to tell me which story gets an honourable mention for the 11th Doctor. So, for one reason, Vincent and the Doctor... Oh. that scene at the end where he takes him to the museum to see his work and um, I can't remember his name but Bill Nye's character yes. tell, says he was the most amazing artist of all time one of the most you know, amazing men and he's just crying the music yeah. and oh my god I can't I, again I watched it yesterday in prep for this and I, I cried again yeah, at the end I cried it's, just, oh. it's just so beautiful and I never really realised, even though I I do like knowing who writes the episodes, didn't realise it was Richard Curtis. It is, it's Richard Curtis, yeah. Who yeah. is good at tearjerkers. So, <laughs> so no, you know, go figure. But uh, yeah, I love it for that reason. He's just this misunderstood, I guess, uh, you know, in his own time, never really appreciated, sold one painting. And then to say, actually, you know, in the future, your life is very much appreciated your work is very loved by people yeah. a bit like i guess with agatha christie as well just that yeah although yeah. i don't think they say that in the episode um no she well, says it's a donna this, this doesn't is where me, I, but... this is where i get a bit blurred because there is a deleted scene from that episode that's on is the box set yes with oh, agatha christie in her bed on her deathbed oh the doctor i have and seen donna that. go and visit her yes and yeah, i yeah, feel yeah. like a similar sort of thing happens then yeah, I'm really glad they did not use that. By the way, yeah. I remember I do I have seen that. Yeah, um, I didn't love that, but yeah, no, but but in the Richard Curtis one, it it hits like its perfection. Yeah, that moment. I mean, it's very sentimental and very emotional, which isn't what Doctor Who always does. No, but like, no, absolutely, this was something we could all I think identify with because wanting to be kind of remembered and wanting to know that our life wasn't wasted and and that we have something to leave to the world that people actually appreciate that that's marvelous and i think it's still it has a obviously has a mental health element running through it, it does it and does. at the end when he says i'm a changed man you've changed my world and then he still ends up you know taking his own life as vincent yeah. did that isn't really explored but i suppose it doesn't need to be because i think that's the complexity not to go into too much mental health talk but that is the complexities of mental health and actually it, you can have this euphoric you know life-changing experience but then still be overcome by whatever has been you yeah. know you know plaguing so, you i guess it, it makes it real yeah it just feels real and it's devastating and that's it's, why it's, devastating it's, that's, it's yeah, real. absolutely and oh i just i love that episode i just think it's wonderful 
it is great. It is a really, yeah. really good one. And I, yeah, it's a really, really good one. And isn't that, isn't that sort of, I'm trying to think back to the narrative now, that's post Rory disappearing into the crack? Yeah, just. He just, okay, okay. Yeah. So it's just Amy and the Doctor, which is actually quite nice to see as well. Just the two of them. I, I love Rory, but I like the fact that he kind of like dipped in and out. Yes. And there's, there's a lovely yeah. uh, moment in um, Vincent and the Doctor where um, Vincent says to Amy, um, oh, I forget what he said now exactly, but it's something like, Why are you sad? And she says, I'm not. And then he says, Why are you crying? Yeah, and she doesn't realize she's crying. So there's this, yeah. she doesn't remember Rory, but I guess somewhere there's that, there's that sadness still that he's not there. Um, so yeah, that was quite nice. Quite a nice moment. Gosh, it's a great story. I'm, and I'm really, I'm always intrigued by this now because obviously Richard Curtis is such a prolific writer and presence yeah. in, in that world. I wonder how much kind of Stephen Moffat had to do you know, to the writing of that episode and how much he kind of like tweaked and added and changed or not. I'm always, I'm always fascinated with that. Well, I think they've, they've had quite a, a long history, haven't they? Cause it goes back to that um, curse of the fatal death. Oh yeah. Did, of course. Cause Richard Curtis did that and that was written by Stephen Moffat. So I guess they've had mm. that connection and perhaps there was that trust there, but I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he <clears throat> tweaked it a bit. I don't know, but mm. yeah, I just, I oh, love it. Love it. Love it. Interesting, yeah, no, really good choice. I didn't make a top spot, but we'll come back to that in a sec. Let's do the dud. <laughs> the dud, ugh. Oh. Um, there, there are a few I don't love with with Matt Smith, but I think ugh, I'm I'm being very. Oh, it's closing time. It's closing time. It's closing time. I didn't think it was a horrible episode, but there were just some elements of it, of it that I just thought, why? Like it, the Doctor's. Well, he's mentions that he's going on a bit of a farewell tour um, at that point, and he decides to go and see Craig, which I just thought was uh, why. <laughs> I did. I mean, it may be because I'm a bit. I don't really like James Corden. I'll be honest. Um, I think that probably has quite a big bearing on this. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. I just thought, well, what? Like, what did Craig really add? I quite liked the Lodger as a story, actually. Yeah. Yeah. But bringing him back, I just thought it. <sighs> I don't understand why they did it. I, uh, but yeah, maybe it is just because I'm. No, I think you're biased. Right. it's it's an interesting one because the 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 only real reason I can think about him them bringing him back is because probably trying to like that world building that Russell T Davis was so good at. Yeah, that perhaps Stephen Moffat was trying to emulate that a bit, and obviously he's been using River through the through the past two series of the show, and and she's become a massive part of the of the story, but. A lot of the other characters they meet are gone. They're there for once, and then they're and then they're not. And yes. At this point, I feel like uh, you know, like Jenny and Vastra and Strax, they've probably been in it once, maybe they, in their first episode. That's that's that season, isn't What's it? You know, is it um, a good man it, goes to war? You know, when he brings all these people back to kind of fight, yeah, to, I, uh, to get the baby to get Amy back. Yeah, I think that's when they come in. So, Pat, you know, post this season, he brings those characters back, and the world he he does start to build his own kind of era outside of just the show. But perhaps it was just a case of who can we use? It's going to be a companion light episode. Um, so obviously this is double banked, isn't it? Because um, I've funny enough, I've been thinking about this recently. I want to do a chat about the double banked episodes in Doctor Who, where you know they are. Doctor Light or Companion Light, and how successful they are. Yeah, um, well, I know my favourites are those. 
yeah but that yeah as you say might be another yeah. episode <laughs> yeah it's just really interesting so um but yeah because because craig is a is an interesting character but i love his wife i love yes. her more than anything yeah she's, she's great daisy daisy something her name is i have to look her up oh um, yeah and she's Did got you ever a phenomenal watch... show on well, BBC and Netflix. Hasn't it got, got Joe Martin in it as well? Yes, it has. She's like her... Um... Oh, I don't want to spoil it. It's just such a yeah, good show. Yeah, I, need... I haven't seen it. Oh, you you must... Daisy Haggard. Here we go. Oh, yes. her. And she And the show is called Back to Life. It's called Back to Life. It's on Netflix and it was a BBC show. And it's genuinely... It's so good and i'll have to add that to I my long list of yeah. things <laughs> it's, it's short though they're like six episodes of series like 25 minutes long it's a kind of comedy drama um and it works on so many levels but in order to discuss it you need to know what the story is and the story is drip fre- drip drip well, I, can't, I can't speak ah it's <laughs> you, you find you find out what the actual narrative is through the first series and then the oh, second okay. series kind of deals with what actually has happened so right. you need to but honestly i cannot recommend that enough i loved it noted i'll add it to my list but yeah really good i loved her but yeah closing time funny episodes there's cybermen there somewhere as well isn't there yeah they've got the uh, little cyber mouses so, oh, oh yes mouses mice cybermats yeah. didn't love it yeah. yeah not a fan i understand i do get it but I guess um, it, it's the it's it, it didn't didn't great. I liked the interaction between um, Matt Smith and the baby. That was quite fun it. with Stormageddon. Yeah, I loved that. <laughs> yeah, loved that. that. That was brilliant. Yeah, I thought Matt Smith was really good in that episode. Just to yeah. sort of note, it's not all yeah. bad, but yeah, no. I, it didn't for me. It didn't grab me. It wasn't mine. But you know, like the, if they were looking for another another person to bring back, they could have chosen so many characters exactly from. from but I well, suppose it was the whole of the time. It was the same. He, I don't I know mean, whether I mean, or not. I'm gonna put, I'm go gonna put this out there as an idea, okay? Because I have to put this out there. He could have gone back and met Sally Sparrow. Yeah. From Blink. Yeah. Who was Stephen Moffat's creation, and he could have been like Sally, what are you doing here? And they could have done a Weeping Angel story. They and that would have been wasted. Like, well, completely wasted. But then they did. I, will... I mean, they did milk the Weeping Angels a bit. Didn't true. They? True. There was a lot then, of Weeping Angels. Or some other some other monster for Sally to investigate. I mean, that was such a success. I mean, to be fair, Carrie Mulligan probably very difficult to get hold of for a Doctor Who episode now. <laughs> but you know, that was just that a side note. Did you, did you ever play the um, the game, the Lonely Assassins? I think it was. I did not. No. No, it was good actually. Had a bit yeah. of Osgood, and yeah, it was oh. it was yeah, great. Yeah. Oh, so just okay. sidestepping a bit <laughs> yes okay then let's go to the 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 stud episode for matt smith's era oh yes okay so this might be a surprise but the doctor's wife Ooh. i for again for various reasons i absolutely love this episode because i mean it's written by neil gaiman Yes. And you and you can tell you can. because it's it's quirky, it's uh, slightly gothic, uh, and it's just got that Neil Gaiman quality to it. And of course, it's got Saran Jones, who I just think is one of oh. the greatest actors ever. And she is such a unique 
story that she is the TARDIS. The TARDIS has occupied the body of this woman and is able to fully interact. And we can see that interaction with the Doctor. And she did it in such a way that was, I just thought, spot on. Because it matched the Doctor's quirky, weird energy. And there was emotion and... I mean, even the scenes, you know, Rory and Amy stuck in the TARDIS being tricked by House. It it all, oh, I just love it. It was just so well crafted and the acting is brilliant. Even with auntie, uncle and nephew bringing back yes. a, um, what they're called? An ood. An ood, of course it is. Um, yeah, I just, there was just, oh, loved, I loved it. It was itself, I think, because auntie and uncle were both, frankenstein type monsters weren't they that they were just and i think that's kind of how i felt about the episode as well there was just it was a bit of a patchwork episode but in a good way yeah that had all these elements that came together oh love it love it it, it, really clever actually because he's he picked out little bits he he was you know the 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 cubes that were like time lord messages yeah distress signals what a clever idea and this idea of using the mythology of the show to entice the doctor to this place and then having yeah yeah that that was really clever and actually having an ood there and it was you're right sort of building on bits that already exist it is set in like this big space junkyard isn't it It so it's yeah it it it's an upcycled show, I guess. It is. <laughs> it, no, it is. Oh, just I just think it's a very it was a very unique and very clever way of telling that story. I don't know how else no, they would good. have told a a story where the TARDIS comes to life as a person. Plus, you've got two mysteries happening, haven't you? You've got the TARDIS in the 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 body of a human, and the mystery of these time lords and what they've done, uh, and how angry that makes the Doctor and. And then, oh, I just it is actually very well, very cleverly put together. Yes. Then the more you dissect it, the more you think, that's really good. That's really good. Fascinating. And I don't, I don't know if they've really explored, or maybe I'm just, my memories are a bit murky, but had they explored in New Who about the possibility of other TARDISes at that point? Because obviously mm-hmm. at the end, they build a TARDIS out of all of this scrap on they this do, junkyard. And... I, I mean, I may be overlooking a few things, but I just thought, oh my god, there's a possibility of other Tardises in this universe, which I hadn't yeah. really considered. I guess. Um, I think we've yeah, told so many it. times that he's the last of the Time Lords that we just assume that there's that that's the last Tardis as well. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Fascinating. So, that's yeah, a really loved good that one. choice. Interesting that both your favorite and least favorite episode of the series for Matt Smith come from the same series. Oh, I hadn't thought about that. That's interesting. Yeah, I wonder if there's something there. And I will say, arguably, my least favourite series as well of New Who. Yeah. That out there. It's a difficult watch, is Series 6. What was the finale of that season? Oh, it was, the, was it The Impossible then... Astronaut? That, no, that's, the that Impossible story line. Astronaut uh, was the beginning. Yeah. So it starts off quite strongly... And it has then the Doctor's wife in the middle, which is brilliant. And then a good man goes to war right in the middle, which is where obviously we find out who River actually yeah. is. I did love and that then, episode, by the way. It is good. And then it ends yeah. with the wedding of River Song, that weird bit where time is all happening all at once. That I still, I haven't, I don't, I don't rate that finale very highly. I'm not going to lie. No, it I don't. It confuses me. But I will, I'll, I'm just going to put this out there. The girl who waited 
which is obviously yes. the Amy one where she goes in the other door. I love that episode. Yeah, I that is a great that. episode. There's so some good emotion in that at the end. There is, there is. Yeah. Okay, let's slide on forward then. Let's go to um, Peter Capaldi, the 12th Doctor. Yeah. Um, Honourable so this... mentions. Yeah, so I really liked Last Christmas. Oh, it's so good. Isn't it? It's got it's so good. It's got Santa, it's got face huggers, it's got Clara in old makeup. It's it was just fun because it was a bit inception, didn't know what was a dream, what wasn't a dream. Yeah, it, and those flipping alien face hugger things. Yeah, yeah. It's just terrifying. Don't know what's going what? on. Yeah, but I lo- I loved it. And at the end as well of um Oh, was it Death in Heaven? where Santa just walks on and goes, what do you want for Christmas? And I just thought, yes. how... I mean, jumping ahead a little bit, we'll come back to Death in Heaven in a moment. Um, but just exploring Santa as an idea, yeah. I thought yeah. that was good because obviously the, the, the idea of Santa is a bit abstract. It's yes. not something, you know, it's not like going to visit Mars. That's definitely something that happens. It's accessing something that's not necessarily real. Spoilers well, for any children weird, listening. No, but it's like it's like it's weirdly meta as well, isn't it? Because both the Doctor and Santa are both very significant fictional characters in a lot of human beings' lives. Yes, <laughs> in yeah, my absolutely. circle, it's just like it's really it's really um, spinny like that. Yeah, and they're meeting, and of course you have to realize then as well that when Santa comes into the TARDIS at that point at the end of Death in Heaven, that means the Doctor's already been. Um, attacked by the dream crab thing. Yes, he's already asleep, and so there's a bit. So it's it's clever. Yeah, it's brilliant. And, and I, I and, this out there properly Christmassy. Yeah, I, it really it's was, very wasn't it? Christmassy. It was quite it, it, like a dark Christmassy. Yeah, but then you got some scenes where um, Clara at the end she's sitting at the table, a little old lady with oh. a little Christmas hat on, little lovely, yeah, lovely, lovely. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I will say one thing about this episode. I wish they'd done a bit more with Shona. Yeah. I, do, I don't know if you know that character, but she I just yeah. thought she would have been a good character to revisit or she would have been a good companion. Well, she was I think. supposed to be the companion. Do you know was story? she? I don't so, know this. Jenna Coleman was scheduled. This was scheduled to be her last episode. And it was all written. And Shona was going to be the next companion for the 12th Doctor and what happened was Jenna Coleman changed her mind and she decided to stay on an extra year because she enjoyed working with Peter Capaldi so much Um, and so she decided to stay and they they, they quickly rewrote it and changed it (laughs) so yeah I I can see how this would have been a good episode for Clara to go out on actually it would have been it would have been a very meaningful end of her character's story um with Danny Pink and but then also showing that she they, they did lead a life afterwards. It's just and presumably that's why it's it. called Last Christmas. But that why would they why would they not change that? Because what now what's the relevant of that last Christmas that <laughs> title. That's weird. Every Christmas is last Christmas. That's really sad. Oh, that's really, that's really, isn't Mike, it? Mike, what are you doing is, to me? <laughs> no, because for some things and some people or some, some certain, you know, times of your life that every Christmas is last Christmas for something. And so that's, that's quite sad. Yeah. Um, I quite liked yeah. what they did with Danny Pink in that episode as well. 
um, considering everything else that he went through as a character in the previous series. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that that's a good honorable mention. Tell me Thank about you. the dirt. Tell me about the dirt. Oh, this will come as no surprise to anyone. I don't yeah. think. Sleep no more. Oh. Just, just come on. The the monsters, the the villains of this episode are eye bogies. They're they just. Are. They are. Yeah. They're just. They're just the crusted mucus from your eyes that have become sentient and want to take over the world. I thought that this had so many elements that I really like. So I, I like a found footage style okay. film. Yeah. I like Reese Shearsmith and I like okay. Mark Gatiss. Okay. But it was just so boring for me. I just thought that I think probably also because I don't really like episodes that are set on spaceships with spacesuits. And this is very heavily that. Um, well, what's interesting because I quite like when Doctor Who does a spaceship spacesuit episode. But I like that they're quite sparing. I like that they when when they yeah. come around and they it it feels like I know it sounds a weird thing to say, but it feels like proper sci-fi. Then all of a sudden, because there's a there's already a threat of no air, and that scares me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I yes, quite like when yeah. we visit them, but I like that they're not all the time. Yeah, and it was quite dark, wasn't it? This episode, yes. like as in vi- not visually, in theme, it was yes, visually, visually quite dark. Yeah, yeah. and I, I just. I didn't love it. I just thought it was there was. I quite like the ending. That was interesting, where Reese Shearsmith's character like pulls his eye away, and he he's yeah, actually falls apart. Like, yeah, yeah, that was quite cool. But yeah, just it didn't grab me, and I which surprised me because Mark Gatiss's episodes, I quite like them. But yeah, I didn't. I didn't love this one because I, I thought as well. Do you, have on. you rewatched it? Yeah, I watched it yesterday. You did watch it yesterday, and you feel the yeah. same. Okay, fine, fine. Yeah, and I, I like the idea because I like the idea of ridiculous monsters. Like I, I haven't watched the Happiness Patrol, <laughs> but I like the idea of the Candyman. Yeah, um, same, I haven't seen it either. But it, but I understand that that episode is quite camp, and it, it it's not, you know, it is what it is. Whereas this, it's just like, why not address how ridiculous these monsters are? They were trying to make eye bogey monsters too serious and too scary and it just i don't think it was yes. scary because yes. how is that scary um, i wonder if they removed that fact from the story and you know the, the idea of lack of sleep is quite a good idea and what yeah. happens because of that being removed from you or or, or you're ex- or is it experiencing the sleep you need in a short amount of time is it, is yeah that, so they condense yeah. it down so that they yeah. can work more yeah, I, I kind of like that idea, and and I like the found footage, and yeah. I and I liked I liked as well the um the world they created in that um isn't it like India and Asia and uh, I've kind of combined, uh, and that's what the space program is yes. from or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the 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 future they're existing in was quite interesting, and yeah, there were there was a lot of the good things that good things in it, but. I do completely get where you're coming from. So if they removed that kind of fact and there was just a monster on board as well, somehow maybe it would have been a bit better. Yeah. Because it is. I, just, it, it, yeah, I think it just missed the mark it. for me. Interestingly yeah. enough, though, about sleep. But I liked that in Last Christmas. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, didn't, didn't love sleep no more. No, that's, that's fair. I think a lot of people would say the same thing. 
Um, all I'll say about it is that when I rewatched it in my most recent rewatch, which I can't remember when that was, I didn't hate it as much as I thought I did. No. So I well, yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't hate it. It was hate just is a strong word. Hate yeah, is a strong yeah. word. But yeah. it was, yeah. It just it didn't hit the 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 notes for me. That's personally. fair. That's fair. Okay, let's move on to the 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 Peter Capaldi era stud episode. Yes, yes, yes. So this this changed for me. So really? it was yes. So it was originally um, Bill's finale, World Enough and Time, and oh. The Doctor Falls. Yeah. But it changed because I accidentally watched the wrong episode in pre- preparation for this, and I thought, oh my god, I'd forgotten how good this story was. But it's Dark Water and Death in Heaven, that two-parter. Wow, this is controversial, and I is love it. it. Is yes, it? it is. Right, tell <laughs> me why. I want to hear everything. <laughs> okay, well, it's it's introduces Missy, who is oh, one I, of my favourites. I'm literally shaking, clutching my chest. I need Missy back now. Yeah, I thought <laughs> she was very good. I thought her ending, sorry, didn't love that. Didn't love okay. her leaving the show, okay. but her introduction okay. I thought was absolutely perfect because Michelle Gomez is incredible as Missy. She's she is. she's like Mary Poppins meets Harley Quinn, and yeah. you don't know where you stand with her. She is that scene between her and Osgood where she's like, "I've got to tell you a secret. Come here, come here," yeah. and she's like, "I'm going to kill you now." And it's like, she's "Oh, a psycho, isn't she?" So, oh, so bad. And I just, I love, I love watching Michelle Gomez in anything. Did you ever watch Green Wing? No, I didn't. Oh, you have to watch Green Wing because she plays okay. like um, the I don't know, some sort of manager of the hospital. I don't know what you'd call her, but okay. she's big boss lady, and she is nuts in that. Right, like right. even more so than Missy, but just i think michelle gomez as an actress is just incredible Uh, but as a story i thought again with the the last christmas thing it's addressing the afterlife which again is is an abstract notion it's Mm. you don't know whether or not the afterlife as as humans we don't know whether or not that's real um but it it takes us there it takes us to heaven or what Mm. is you know perceived to be heaven obviously we find out that it's not but that i thought was a really interesting sort of setting for it and also i thought in in watching it again the whole three w thing so the three words that are quite chilling that yeah see that's the reaction you have because it's so it's chilling it's dark oh, so the the, the dark. possibly the, if you can hear the darkest the, point Whoop. yeah so that the the idea that after death obviously again we know that it's not actually the afterlife in the show but at yes. that point you think it is that after death the consciousness keeps on going and is just screaming the words don't cremate me Whoa. that is awful um but i I love it. It it was dark. It was macabre. It. I don't usually love Cybermen stories, actually, but these were great. I just thought so interesting. And on reflection, considering my initial choice was World Enough and Time and The Doctor Falls, yes, I thought they are almost carbon copies of each other, <laughs> because oh. you've got a master reveal. Yeah, you've got 
the master controlling creepy macabre cybermen because obviously at the oh, end yes. world enough and time and the doctor falls you've got um sort of i think those cybermen i prefer because they're a little bit more creepy hospital yes that i loved yes. um and then you've also got the emotional reveal of a beloved character turning into a cyberman yeah so you've got which both happen to be people of color but i don't think that's relevant necessarily but it was just something i noted um that you've got bill at the end just going i am bill potts help me help me i'm scared and that's i thought that was oh my god chilling and then you've got danny pink being you know saving the day as a uh, spider-man cyberman Um, (laughs) now that's a crossover i'd like to see yeah now indeed yeah (laughs) um but yeah i just i loved it because it's whimsical it's bonkers it's scary it yeah just loves dark water and death in heaven um and i mean okay so i mean I've, it's been a little while since i've watched them because yeah. i think series eight is a really underrated series of doctor who i think and i really mm. really really like it um i remember at the end in that graveyard which interestingly is filmed in Tenetley where i'm from is it interesting that graveyard is definitely yes it's also the graveyard where amy and rory get zapped back by the weeping angel now that is something that i questioned because oh, why did i question that yesterday i just thought it was interesting that there was you know yes. Yes. people leave it like it was an ending for certain characters in a graveyard but it made sense yes. i guess for both yeah. both did, episodes yeah. yeah plus with the theme of this being obviously the 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 bodies being um upgraded yes (laughs) oh my god no genuinely the ideas in this episode are fantastic and i i do really enjoy when um the doctor is in that graveyard and he's saying i've been asking myself if i'm a good man all this time as just since since he got his new set of regenerations and that the conclusion i I really like that yeah and And him just saying i'm just an idiot with a box just running around i'm not a good man i'm not a bad man i'm just a knob yeah 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 and i think that's what we're all doing isn't it and i think that's what Stephen moffat is saying that about himself as well i've got the keys to the tardis right now and i'm just playing because yeah. it's my job and i'm doing it and i think that was quite cool um and again i loved missy i i love working out that it was cybermen i, I quite like because because the, the little hints through dark water about whether yes. they were cybermen you know what's going on here with people in tanks and um I loved as well. I, I did love this bit, even though it's a bit controversial. It's a bit where Clara gets the TARDIS keys and yes. um, goes to that volcano, but she's, you know, spoilers, not in the volcano, but what she was prepared to do in order to to help, get the doctor to help her because she was grieving so entirely. But at the same time, that the, resp- the doctor's response to that was just stunning, something like... Um, you know, did you think that I cared for you so little that I wouldn't help you anyway or something? You yes, know, yeah. Betray me. I just thought, oh, you know, if ever though this, if, if ever this pairing of Doctor and Companion, like, because to me, this is an incredibly strong pairing of Doctor and Companion. But yeah. it is something I've had to kind of work my way through with rewatching and rewatching. Yeah, at the end where obviously the last we saw of Kate Stewart was that she was yes. falling out of a, an airplane yes. and then you just saw that she was saved by her dad at the end mm. because her dad's dead corpse was reanimated I mean, as a Cyberman. I mean, I have mixed feelings about that. <laughs> um, well, is that, is but... this, so what, what was so controversial about this? Um, you know, what, what do I... people think about this these episodes? I don't think the general fandom is that big a fan of this two-parter. I think it is incredibly dark. Um, I 
I think that at the time, you know, we were so used to, you know, Matt Smith's big shiny finales and then, you know, David Tennant, that I think there was a lot of people questioning Peter Capaldi as the Doctor in general and this particular kind of direction for the Doctor. Like, I think even at the time, did you did you feel any different when he became Peter Capaldi, the Doctor became Peter Capaldi? Or were you able to just watch and enjoy it at the time as you always could? Um, both. I mean, I was very... Okay. Uh, it, I think Capaldi's... I think he's great. Don't get me wrong. If he's listening, I love you, Peter Capaldi. Um, oh, and, I lo- and I love 12. But his whole reign... It, it, this was... Diff- the whole choosing the best and worst It was difficult for me in a different way than it was for David Tennant because it was... None of them really shone for me. None of them were stood out and were like my favourites. Mm. They were all just a bit okay. Um, yeah, I think that's a general kind of, kind of issue. I think that people have had. Yeah, the heart isn't there. That yes. heart that you yeah. felt when all those characters came back. And I think know? towards the end as well, because I don't know whether or not it's because I don't know if it's anything to do with Stephen Moffat as showrunner. He was there for a long time, and I just—I mean—to quote. 10 <laughs> i want to say don't you think he looks a bit tired you know that, that kind yeah. of it did seem a bit tired for yeah. me and i think i mean again sort of foreshadowing what we will come on to shortly the show felt a bit tired for me during capaldi's I think, era I, I think yeah i think for me you're, you're right i think for me i i i kind of learned to like matt smith by the time he was leaving <laughs> um <laughs> it, it's not my it's not my favorite favorite era but i don't by any means dislike it i just it's not my favorite era and then peter capaldi came in and i was a bit like oh i'm not sure what's going on here i'm watching it now out of sort of um routine uh, i'm not watching it because i can't wait yes. for the next episode and that's yeah, how yeah, i felt yeah. and this that's how finale, i felt um, was sort of encapsulated that for me as a viewer because I was a bit like, oh, well, it's over. Okay, whatever. Um, but then I did really enjoy Last Christmas. That was the first one where I thought, oh, maybe yeah. it's back for me. Maybe that spark has come back for me. But th- this two-parter, it is incredibly dark. And actually, in in a way, I'm going to say this, it's a little bit forgettable. Um, every time I watch it, I can never remember what the three words are. Yes, and I, I also had that yesterday, yeah. It is horrific. Uh, it's, it's Maybe horrific. that's why you blanked it out. Maybe it's too traumatic. Dark. I think, <laughs> I think um, that. I, I, please correct me if I'm wrong, listeners. But I think Stephen Moffat, um, his mum passed away um, around this time, and so oh. there's a there's a big big theme of death in this series, as well as this kind of um, anti-military message that he's putting across in this as well, which yeah. does continue. Um, but the, the 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 difficulty he had with Danny Pink and, and him being a soldier and all that that was all very prevalent and and then they just as as I I had a different experience I quite liked Clara and Danny but um yeah I, think I, I did the minority I quite enjoyed them and I was nice that she had a bit of a love interest a bit of a spark and it was kind of fun that she was trying to date and trying to go and see you know mummies on the Orient Express and you know there was all this kind of stuff happening and it was all a bit like oh um but at the same time. I think a lot of people found this just a little bit too far. And I think the best thing about this episode is Missy. I well, think I think she that's is what people were like, oh, she's fab. 
Yeah, so that when we're talking about how tired the the seasons seem to be, I think this was an injection of excitement for me. Just seeing Missy come back, and I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, no, okay, I'm, I can continue with this. I'm yes. I'm into this now because Missy." Yes. And I, I mean, I feel like an idiot because the, all the signs were there that Missy was the master. <laughs> but it was when she said at the end, "I can't keep calling myself the master, can I?" I just yeah. I, that was a shock for was me because great. I don't. Yeah, same. It was a shock to me too. Yeah. Yeah, but on yeah. reflection, all the signs are there. The doctor knew before we did. And I also feel like um, I, this is a kind of a broader question, which we're not going to discuss too much. But like at the time of watching this, I'm not sure how involved I was in like the social media side of fandom. I don't know whether I was on Twitter following all the people who also like Doctor Who, like to talk about it, also like to complain about it. Or yeah. do, do you know what I mean? I didn't have a yeah. social circle where I would talk to people about Doctor Who. It was just me in my living room watching it once a week. Yeah, and and so it was just my thoughts and feelings about it that that I was influenced by. So I didn't get spoilers. I didn't get like I wasn't getting Doctor Who magazine. It was it was sort of a solitary thing. Yeah, Whereas well, same now, same here. I I mean, I yeah. obviously we me and yourself are in a group chat now. Yes. Um, but I was a very at the time. exclusive luxury um group chat, isn't it? Yes, we all have special yes. badges. We do. <laughs> we should. <laughs> the bad wolves. The bad wolves. The bad wolves. Yes, yeah. that's what I mean. Like that didn't exist at the time of watching this. We, I, this wasn't, but this, especially when it was going out live. So for me, Peter Capaldi's era and the and this series eight is something that I've grown to love on the rewatches, and I've really grown to appreciate this time. And weirdly, I almost think of Peter Capaldi's era not as Stephen Moffat. <laughs> I sort of think of it as Capaldi's era. Yeah, well, yeah, it's a, it's a there's a strange disconnect there for me. I don't know what it is, um, but yeah, um, so it, it I, I'm I'm really intrigued. I'm quite intrigued what other people thought about Dark Water and Death in Heaven, and whether anybody else would pick them as their as their studs, because that's a that's a quite a that surprised me, Greg. That surprised yes, me. well, it surprised me mm. as well, considering mm. I was fairly you know dead set on. I loved. World enough in time and Doctor Falls because oh, purely because yeah. of Double Master we hadn't seen Double that yet. Oh. But um, yeah, having watched Dark Water and Death in Heaven yesterday, I just thought, oh no, this Fantastic. is this is the one for me. Yeah. Fantastic. Shall we then scoot on over <laughs> to the Thirteenth Doctor? Yes. Let's, um, let's let's. I'm 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 intrigued. Let's hear your <laughs> uh, honourable mention. Yes. Okay. So I. I nearly, very nearly went for Orphan 55, um, purely because I thought the twist in that was great. And the the line, where's my Benny? Just, lo- I love that. <laughs> Benny. <laughs> Benny. Uh, but what I've chosen is Fugitive of the Jadoon. Oh, okay. Yeah, Honorable because, Fugitive. yeah, because it introduced Ruth. And I just think she's awesome. And that twist at the end for me, entirely unexpected and welcome as well, because having just come from, obviously we'd already had Jodie's first season, but it felt a bit like the whole franchise felt a bit tired as we've discussed. And this, I know it was polarizing. I know lots of people didn't like it, but the timeless child storyline just put a whole breath of fresh air into the series that I yeah, think yeah, it I needed yeah, that you know agree. whether or not you like that or whether or not it should have been something else is perhaps a different discussion but I just thought wow okay so Chris Chibnall 
has just opened a door and mm. there's so much more now to explore with this character that mm. we didn't have before. And I just thought this is the episode where that started. And I love Ruth. Um, I love the fugitive doctor. Love, love, love. But it's, it's not my great. best, but it's, it's, it's a good no, episode. No, because it's also, it's weird. It's like halfway through the whole run as well, isn't it? Like the whole, it's, it's, it's halfway through series two. And then of course, because series three is shorter and there's some specials. It's like, it's kind of quite in the middle of the, of the run of that era as well. And it, it, is, it is certainly a turning point. It's a turning yeah. point now for the whole series as well. The impact this has had and the, the fallout it's had online as well. It's yes. just, it's fascinating kind of in a, in a way, um, because I try and stay away from the negative Twitter sphere because it just does not appeal to me whatsoever. Um, but some of it you can't escape. You do read some things, but well, in- interestingly enough, Ruth. yeah. But I think this this season, well, with uh, Jodie's reign as Doctor, yeah. is the only time that I've ever really paid attention to social media about the about Doctor Who. And I've, I mean, I'm not on Twitter anymore, but at the time I was, and it there was it was so divisive. Her whole, you know, series, yeah. particularly season two of her, was people either loved it or hated it. And I mean, I loved it. I love Jodie Whittaker as an actress and I loved 13 and I like Chris Chibnall. I like his writing. I dare I say, prefer Chris Chibnall to Stephen Moffat's writing at times. Um, Yeah. No, they're they're just different, aren't they? Yeah. Different type of writing. Yeah. And I think, uh, I I think maybe partially because of the timeless child storyline and the twit, you know, the, the breath of fresh air that I keep mentioning, um, in that, that it just, it lured me back in. And I thought this, yeah. okay, brilliant. Yeah. Loved that's it. Good. Loved it. That's good. Nice. Yeah. Good choice. Very good choice. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So what, what's your, what's your dud? Right. Okay. So we're going to have a discussion about this now because it's the legend of the sea devils. Here it is. Yeah, it is. Here it is. Okay, go. I don't like pirate stories in general. I didn't okay. like The Curse of the Black Spot. I don't like Pirates of the Caribbean. I don't like... So that was a already when they were like, oh, this is going to be pirate ship. I thought, oh, so that wasn't a good start for me. Okay. I didn't love the way that they did the sea devils. Just that they had weird eyes. Their mouths didn't move, but they spoke. I mean, obviously I didn't see them in sort of old Doctor Who, but... Okay. Ah, it, it, oh, just... The aesthetic of it, I didn't love. The story isn't. I still don't know what it's about. <laughs> it it, uh, it it was just. It was a bit boring to me, to be honest. Why don't you like no, it? I get you. No, it's it's, it's it's a weird one because I so like you. Okay, that this the jo- Jody era is the time where I've become a lot more involved online with the fandom in general whether that be because of making podcasts or because of listening to podcasts or whatever. Yeah. Um, so when the sea devil was teased at the end of the previous episode, everybody went wild. They were so excited. Yes. And I didn't really understand why, because I knew that they were a monster from the, from the classic show, but I hadn't seen them. Yeah. So I went out and I watched the classic episodes with the sea devils and, right. the, and the Silurians. They kind of all kind of mixed. 
yeah. um and so so I, I felt you know prepared to watch the new the new one and i was quite looking forward to it i don't mind a pirate story but i didn't yeah. like curse of the black spot or put that out there um and i think that my issue with it and it continues to be the issue with it is it feels like there's about 10 or 15 minutes missing from the episode i don't know whether they had edited it to fit into a time slot on that particular day on the schedule because there are bits where there are there's something happening on the screen and there is a kind of a voiceover not 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 like a voiceover telling us what's happening but there's obviously extra dialogue added to try and make it make sense yeah and like so uh, the one the one thing that jumps to my mind is when there's two pirate ships next to each other and you can hear the doctor saying geronimo which is a lovely nod to matt smith but you don't see them actually swinging from one ship to the other. And you just think, okay, they put that in so we understand that they're swinging from one ship to the other, but they didn't yeah. show it. And there were, it just feels like, um, I didn't, I don't have a problem with the direction because I think it was quite, it was quite interesting. And she's a, she's a, I think she's a fairly new director and I think she did a really good job considering this is the episode they threw together last minute because the BBC changed their minds and wanted an extra episode. So, oh, you know, well, that makes yeah. sense because it yeah. it feels like that. Yeah, I think that had right. So I'm going to put this in a different way. Had right. the flux season been a standard ten episode season, right? Uh-huh. And let's say we had four episodes at the beginning of the season that were standalone adventure stories, and one of them was the Legend of the Sea Devils. I would have been fine with it because it would have been an interesting adventure that brought back an old monster that has quite a big production value that, you know, it, it would have been a fun thing for some people to have liked, some people not to have liked. Yeah. But because yeah, this yeah. was pegged as like the last but one special, that last whatever episode we're going to get, it's a big event at Easter. I think expectations were too high. Yes, and I agree. I think that... Um, because I like the idea of a sea devil. I like the idea of a pirate one. I like the idea that they want to flood the earth to reclaim it, to have it back for themselves. Um, I like the fact that they got John Bishop dressed up in a ridiculous pirate outfit, which was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it um, was. I do actually, I really liked uh, Jodie's costume change in this, by the way. Jodie, that is yeah, something I do really liked. See... She looked great in that. She looked fab, and it was like, oh, we should have had more Pops costume changes. And I think, I'm yeah. hoping as well, side note, that moving forward, the Shooty gets a lot of costume changes. I want to see him in different things. I think the times have gone now where we need to see the Doctor just one outfit. I think yeah. those, those have gone. I think anyway. that, I mean, we've already, oh no, hang on, we've seen him. Well, we've seen a, we've seen a photo, haven't we, of him as as his like release his like press photo yeah. of him. And then but I was just thinking, on, he's wearing something on. different. So I was like, okay, that's cool. He's wearing something different already. So hopefully, yeah. he'll get multiple outfits. I don't think we'll be disappointed because he's quite fashion conscious anyway, isn't he? He as is, an actor. and he can wear anything, can't he? You can put yes. anything on him, and it just hangs right. And you're like, okay, he knows what to do. So um, anyway, um, that was fab. It was a lovely scene on the beach with Jodie and Mandip at the end, where they kind of have that moment. Um, yeah. I love this. The, also the scene where um, Jodie is kind of quickly, furiously trying to put together the, the, the machine to save the, save them all. And she's like, you know, I can't date, right? Like, you know, I had a wife, but you know, and <laughs> uh, I, 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 that was all very doctory and very a way to address it. And it was, it felt right. And, and I thought that visually, I quite like the visuals of the episode. So I'm saying all these things, so they're all positive and they are. And yet it's just 
lacking in something. So yeah. I've come down to my my decision being it's the edit. I think there's something wrong. I think there are scenes sitting in places somewhere on the floor somewhere that got removed for time, but I think it needed the time to breathe. Yeah, it did feel I a think, bit rushed. You know, the 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 subplot then of the um the pirate queen. Like the more times I watch it, the more I'm kind of getting what I need from her from what she was given to do. But I feel like, well, we could have seen her being, um, her crew being removed and her children being taken from her. And we could have seen that motivation perhaps in a pre-credit sequence. Um, and that would have given us a more better understanding of what she's trying to achieve. Um, but again, it, that all probably boils down to the budget constraints, the time constraints, because it wasn't meant to be an episode. The, the power of the Doctor was, was always going to be the last episode and that was going to be aired at Easter. But then the BBC had its centenary and they requested a further episode. So they knocked together the Legend of the Sea Devils to fill that gap and pushed the power of the Doctor back to October. Yeah, they shouldn't have so bothered. Can, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a silly one, isn't it? Because we didn't, we didn't gain anything from, no. from waiting all that time. Um, so I, keep, I watched it this Easter, like I said. I wanted to like it. I want to like it more than I do. <laughs> I think that's the problem. So I'm giving it another chance. So, and I enjoyed myself watching it. I had an, I had an Easter egg, I had a cup of tea. I was quite happy. It well, I think maybe that's probably viewing. what it was was lacking. It didn't have the Easter egg of the Planet of the Dead. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> I just needed a little Easter egg and then I would have been happy. Yeah. She just but gets yeah, an Easter egg out on the pirate ship and just goes, well, it is Easter. There yeah, you go. exactly. Yeah, I that's what it was that. missing. Yeah, and then, and then, or everything else would have been forgiven. But yeah, it, I understand why you've chosen that. Good, yeah, I'm glad we're on the same page. Yeah. Okay, so tell me about the stud of the 13th Doctor's era. Okay. Rosa. Oh. I loved Rosa because it it was just so moving. And, I mean, great casting. It was a very interesting premise because it's not space age apart from obviously what's he called i don't know what his name is but the I guy trying to yeah. no he's trying to obviously change time um to make sure that the events on the bus never happened um so that that was i suppose the only spacey element of it but yes. it, it was just the normalness of it just the exploring that moment in black history um yeah. and it's obviously such an iconic moment and I'm so glad they brought Mallory Blackman in to write it as well because she absolutely nailed it. Um, And also just the, the scenes where the doctor and um, the companion Graham. um, Oh my God. Why can't I think Yaz and um, Ryan. Oh my God. (laughs) We've been talking for so long. Yes, exactly. Um, That's what it is. My brain is frazzled. We have Um, podcast fatigue. We do. Um, so they were all just sat there and just their reactions because they have to let this play. It's an awful thing, but they have to let it play out. And because it's, it's such an important moment in human history that just seeing their reactions to it all. Oh, it was just so moving. And then they topped it off with no doctor who soundtrack at the end. It was just rise up that beautiful, beautiful song where Rose is being taken off the bus by the police and taken away. Uh, oh my God. Just every time I cry, I get chills. It's yeah. beautiful. It's such a lovely, such a lovely story. Well, well, in a way. It is. 
Uh, yeah, no, it's it's very very well done. Yes, I think that I I'm guessing a lot of people would probably had reservations about it when they found out that's what they were doing, because it's such a prevalent issue still. Yeah, uh, in America especially, and I I think you're right. It is it is. Oh, and all think, the performances are fantastic in this. Yeah, I thought and, um, Graham was excellent in this episode. Was, Obviously, having been, were they mar- they were married, weren't they? Grace yes. and Graham, um, having yes. been married to a black woman, it, yeah. he's obviously got he's very much invested in black history and you know her struggle, and yeah. just seeing his reaction to this being played out right in front of him, and he can't do anything about it. Oh, he has oh. To, he has to be on the bus. I know. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to be here for this. I don't want to be here for this. This yeah. is what he says. And I just, just yeah. that emotion. Oh, see, I've got goosebumps I, now. Just thinking I about it. I also really, really like the scene with Yaz and Ryan in that alley because they're hiding from the policeman and they have that conversation about what it's meant for them growing up where they have looking like they do. Uh, I thought that was really, really well done as well. Absolutely. And again, kind I don't of... know whether or not, I mean, I'm being perhaps skeptical here, but if it had been another writer, if Chris Chibnall perhaps had wrote, written this himself, I don't know if they'd have been, I don't know if they'd have explored that as sensitively or appropriately. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but I think yeah. Mal- Mallory Blackman, because she's so, I mean, a lot of her books are based around race. Yes. She's very, she knows how to write a very sensitive race based story. Um, so I'm, I, yeah, I'm just very I'm thrilled that they brought her in to do that. I quite like the um the kind of educational aspect that the Thirteenth Doctor's era had when it came to the um, ish, um episodes set in the past. You know, yeah, I thought it was re- it's really really interesting that they've taken that that route. Yeah, and I mean, this is obviously another. This what I'm about to say is another discussion entirely. But there was a lot of discussion about Doctor Who being woke with with uh, you know Jodie Whittaker's era. You know, there was a lot of you know there was talk about race. There was talk about obviously she's a woman now. Um, you know, there was a lot of talk on social media about it pandering or being too political or whatever, but it, it, it always has been, hasn't it? It's always, you know, each era has brought its own element of what human existence was at that time. Um, we can only applaud Chibnall for his yeah. diversity in Agreed. The, in this whole era of the show. In everything, every area they've, that he's had his kind of fingers in, he's he's really tried and made yeah. it a priority. And um, there's a fascinating interview with Chris Chibnall, if you haven't heard it already. Um, I'll, I'll try and find a link as well and send it to you, and I'll put it in the show notes for this, because he talks to one of the American podcasters um, at the most recent Galley One uh, convention in America. All right. and he's really generous with his time and his information, and he... And he uh, genuinely it's fascinating he talks i realize we haven't heard him talk that much openly about what he's done with the show in the time that he was there no we haven't you know he's, oh, he's i haven't he's, certainly no he, he hasn't been that like out there and it's a really interesting conversation and he does touch on all that and I, I'll, I'll have to find you the link it's fascinating yeah please and, do. Like, considering as well that rosa is the third episode yeah. of that run, you know, the woman who fell to earth comes along and like is I I love that episode. I think it's brilliant. And then straight into the ghost monument, which I know some people have a problem with, but I quite enjoyed. Um and kind of also having them as a sort of semi two parter. 
And then this is the first sort of standalone. We're in history. We're in human history. It's Rosa Parks. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, and it and it and and to be fair, it is thought of as a very a very thought of very well. A lot of people really like this episode. Well, I, I can, so. it's, it's so yeah, good. It, it's hard. It's hard to find. Oh, I can't find anything wrong with it. In my experience, I, in my I opinion, love, I love that she's like, um, um, "I'm Banksy." No, I'm not. Or am I? <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed that. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. It's Me a too. Great, great episodes. So good. Uh, what, Loved what, it. Uh, what a list of episodes that you've you've created in this I know. In this podcast it was Let a challenge it was a challenge but we we got there in the end i love as well that um you started with rose and you end with rosa oh now look at that look at I, that ha- i hadn't made that connection at all oh Had that's you not? lovely no i hadn't yeah that's lovely that's quite a nice little uh, that is <laughs> little, little bookend yeah little oh bookend. lovely yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, thanks for so much for chatting to me today on this. Oh, it's, it's no been problem. Really, it's been a really pleasure. Fun. I hope I can Loved it. kind of lure you back to do more with me soon, please. I'm sure I'm sure you'll have no problem doing that. Oh, I've absolutely good. I've that's absolutely good. loved it. Now tell me now, where can people find you online? Um well I'm mostly on uh Instagram and TikTok. So um I think I'm the same user yeah, I am. So it's just Greg Fried Rice. That's my username. Can Greg I just Fried Rice. As well, I applaud that username every time I see it. <laughs> I'm so glad. I love a pun, <laughs> as we've heard at the beginning of this yeah, episode. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, when I found that, I was like, oh, yes, that's the one for me. So yeah, that's Greg Fried amazing. Rice. Double G at the end of Greg, because that's egg. Um, and I do have oh. also... Yeah, that's see. even better. See, it's oh, even better. <laughs> oh. oh, and wow. I am as well. I have a um uh, Instagram because I am an avid reader, as are you, as I know. Um, yeah. The, uh, Instagram dedicated to the books I'm reading. So if you're if you're a book person, um, if you just follow Gregory's Library on Instagram, then let's we we can have a chat about books. You'll be rewarded. I've also been really enjoying your TikTok lives recently. Oh, good. Yeah, they they, they fill really they fill fun. an evening. <laughs> they do. There's something just really kind of I don't know what it is. I find them quite relaxing. Oh well, thank it's, you. It's nice. Yeah, it's it's enjoyable. It feels like you've got like a friend in the room. That's what I quite like about them. Well, that that's kind of what I want really because yeah. you know some people don't, and I I live alone, so it's nice to connect with people. Um, lovely, sometimes, yeah. 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 Well, that's amazing. Well, I'll, I'll wrap this up then. So Brilliant. thank you guys for listening to this episode of Who Gives a Flux. That's my pun. Um, <laughs> you can find uh, me on Instagram as well and Twitter at WhoFluxPod. That was the best I could do, guys, honestly. <laughs> there was I tried to get them to kind of make sense and WhoFluxPod was the only way I could get it. So there we go. And um, thanks for listening and I'll see you next time. Say goodbye, Greg. Goodbye, Greg. Wow.